You bring your phone everywhere. Work, school, the movies. Now you can bring it to an Xfinity store for an easy way to switch to Xfinity Mobile, a new kind of network designed to save you money. You can get up to five lines of talk and text included with Xfinity Internet at no extra cost, so all you pay for is data. It's never been easier to switch to Xfinity Mobile and keep the phone you love. Click here to see how. Sorry, I gotta take this. Restrictions apply. Limited to select mobile phones. Requires activation of a new line of Xfinity Mobile. Up to five devices per account. New Xfinity Internet customers limited to up to two lines pending activation of Internet service. Good morning, everybody. Sorry I'm late. It's 9.15 a.m. Pacific time. Morning gratitude is running a little bit late, but it's never too late for gratitude, I guess. Good morning, everybody. I like this song. This song reminds me of my father. Oh, man. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, Juliana. Great to see you. Good morning, everybody. Today is... (laughs) Today is Thursday. I know somebody that thought it was Friday, and then I had another person still think it's Wednesday. These holidays in my days are just, they just wreck me. So it really doesn't matter what today is, as long as you're having a good day. That's all that matters. Good morning, Kat. Good morning, Adriana. Good to see you, my friend, or Andrea. I don't know why I called you Adriana. I, good morning, Q. Good to see you. I am, um... I am so off of my schedule. I'm discombobulated. We were supposed to have a show yesterday. We couldn't get live. Then we did a show last night. I, I don't even know where I'm at right now if I didn't know that I woke up in San Diego. So anyway, good morning. I'm really, really happy about today. I'm excited. I've gotten to know our guests um, a little bit over the last week, but I've been watching him on Facebook. I've been watching the content that he puts out. Um, I love what, I love what he's about. I love the fact that he's about family, but he's also about serving other people and making a difference in their lives. Look, guys, I'm not somebody that ever begs for shares, but I'm trying to figure out how in the world to be able to give away free CBD products. So we're going to do this thing today where we either do 50 shares or if you invite, if once that total gets to 50 shares or invites. We're going to give away some SoCo cannabis products. Now, I'm not shipping you cannabis if you don't live in California, but I will ship you CBD products worldwide. So we're looking for a big winner. All right, guys. Good morning, Kim. Good to see you. John, good to see you, my man. Juliana, great to see you. Tia, good to see you. Uh, Q, good to see you. Let's get this show on the road before I run out of caffeine. Ladies and gentlemen, the one, the only, Ivan, and I'm going to butcher his last name. How about we just call him Ivan the Butcher, his last name? Just kidding. Ivan Temlikov. Is that how you say it? Oh, my gosh. I think I just butchered his last name. So you got it. What's going on, Josh? How are you? <laughs> how, how did you say your last name? It's Temlikov. You got oh, it right. No <laughs> Yeah, you did. Hey, man, it's, that's book. impressive. That's hard. impressive. I really appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I should read more often. I, I mean, seriously. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning, Susan. Everybody, welcome Ivan to the show. Good to see you this morning. Hi, guys. Hi, everyone. <laughs> Dude, I, I was getting nervous. I It was getting nervous. Yeah. 9.15, I was getting worried. Anyway, I'm yeah. so happy you're here. Welcome to Morning Gratitude. And with Thank that you. said, my man, what are you grateful for today? 
What am I grateful for? You know what? I am probably most grateful for waking up this morning. Let's put it that way. Especially since Santa was jolly enough and courtesy enough to drop off the stomach bug. And I was laid out flat on the couch for two days, which was a part of my Christmas. Look, I had a fabulous Christmas, but I'm thankful that I woke up this morning being able to have food since, especially I haven't had any food in like two days, honestly. First of all, I'm very grateful for waking up. I, that's probably one of the first and foremost things that I'm most grateful for. I'm grateful that, that, that God allows me to wake up, open my eyes every morning, and be ready to tackle the world, you know, to go out there and dominate and, and follow my dreams, follow my passion. And most importantly is help people, you know. The world, there's so many people in the world that need help. And I, I'm going to be honest with you is that I actually just did a live session yesterday with someone else. And uh, he started off by saying, Ivan, I've heard so many positive things about you, and I'm so excited to have you on. And I'm like, whoa, 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 pump the brakes here for a second. First of all, I wasn't the most positive person ever, okay? Let me, let me just throw it out there because, first of all, <laughs> I, I'm an immigrant. I'm an Eastern European. You know, the U.S. is my second home. I lived in a country, in a communist country, former communist country, uh, in a country where I couldn't celebrate the holidays until the age of nine. So what did I have to be positive about? Okay. Not to mention is that I lived in a very confined mentality. So I do explain that, look, I, what I did is I changed my mentality. I changed the way I, I think. I changed my attitude towards life, towards people. And let me tell you, I mean, that, that made a huge drastic impact in my life. Not only my personal life, but my business also. And that's what got me to talk to you, Josh. I mean, you know, it's just amazing how social media connects people. You know, how you can meet so many great people. And also being a digital guy. So I'm very thankful for waking up this morning. And then, secondly, is I'm, I'm very thankful for my family. That That's probably... You know, I have a 20-month-old son. I have a baby girl on the way doing June. Um, I, have a, I have a fabulous wife who, honestly, sometimes I wonder and bang my head against the wall. I wonder, why in the hell does she even put up with me? I mean, I'm putting up through hell. And, like, she seriously is, like, putting up with my crap. I mean, this woman is a keeper, right? So <laughs> I'm, very, I'm very grateful, you know, to wake up uh, every morning and, and do what I do and do what I enjoy and, you know, be able to help people, be able to change people's lives, make a difference. As a matter of fact, uh, Facebook asked me a question. So it's one of those questions you answer in your personal profile, right? It's uh, like one of like, I don't know, it feels like you're in jeopardy. I think there's like 20 questions or something that Facebook asks you. I'm like, I should be getting paid for asking, you know, answering all these questions, right? But one of the questions was, what do you want to be known for? Uh, when you when you leave this, or what do you want to be known for the most? I think that was that was the question. Um, right. and, and I thought about it for a second, and then I realized it's making a difference. It's literally to make a difference in people's lives. And look, for the longest time when I was growing up in my twenties, I would probably consider myself as very selfish. Honestly, I just didn't really truly appreciate what I had in front of me. I mean, I've been so lucky. Like this right here, believe it or not, is my lucky charm. There's a story behind it. This dimple on my chin is my lucky charm. Honestly, like, I have gotten having sex with uh, they were pregnant. Say that again. <laughs> okay, all right, I missed it, but I, I... 
I'm sorry, folks. I apologize for my awful sense of humor. I'm hoping that none of you got it. Never mind. Anyway, it, so the story, no, that was a good joke. Thank you for asking it. I think I, it completely flew over my head because it was unexpected, but I appreciate the dark humor. I really do. I really do. That was a dark sense of humor from my past. Sorry. That's awesome. That's awesome. You know, (laughs) (laughs) no, you know, it's, it's, it's what I would say to that. It's your personality, Josh. You know, it's, it's your your character. It's who you are, man. And what I tell people is just that don't ever let anybody change anything about you. So that side, that, that dark humor that you just expressed First of all, I feel sorry for missing it, <laughs> first and foremost, because I think that that was a good joke. But anyway, going back to what I was saying is this, more of the 20s, I think I was selfish, you know? I just didn't appreciate, and and, and literally, I, I didn't realize how how many things I had in front of me. I mean, look, you know, I, I went from a communist country, third world country, what some people consider Bulgaria, right? Moving to the Western world, world of opportunity, you know? I, it's just... At my fingertips, I just didn't know how to, I, I was waiting to find my path, is literally what it was, you know? And then as I was getting older, I realized, dude, you got so much to be fortunate about, so much to be thankful for, uh, you're one lucky SOB, for one, and let's figure out how to reciprocate that. Let's figure out how to help other people change their lives. And this is exactly what I do with my business. This is what I do as an individual. I mean, it could be as little as, you know, saying hi to a stranger, you know, I mean, most people won't say hi to a stranger, right? Because they want to avoid that that awkward confrontation, right? Was, why would I want to say hi to a to a stranger, right? Just to be kind, just to be polite, just to be courteous. As a matter of fact, is that's the polar opposite of what most people would do. These are the kinds of things that I I try to do to impact other people's lives. Because look, if you go talk to a stranger, that stranger might have a, the one of the best stories that you've heard. In a long period of time. But sure. it's because people don't take that initiative. People don't take that action. So one of the things that I have to be more positive is, is I've tried to, uh, to evoke that through my actions. How can it be more positive? How can it be more actionable? Right? Because it's always, I think a lot of people have good intentions about being positive, but only a small percentage of people are actually being positive. Like to actually take the action of being positive, whether it's to uplift someone, to motivate someone, to inspire someone, or maybe just have a conversation with a stranger at the coffee shop, right? Just to find out about their day and say, hey, how's it going? You know, how's that cup of coffee that you're having, right? That makes a world of a difference. Honestly, I have made new friends just by doing stuff like that. And this is coming from someone who was technically labeled as an uh, introvert, honestly, when I was younger, a lot of people labeled me as an introvert. I think I, I accepted that and it thought that I was an introvert when, in fact, I was the completely polar opposite. I was an extrovert because I love talking to people. I love conversing with people. I love building new relationships. So going back to your question is that I'm thankful for waking up today, period, because that is the start of day. If I can wake up every single day that allows me to do everything else that I love doing that I'm passionate about. All right, Paul, I'm going to cut you off real quick. Um, so, and I appreciate that very, very much. So one of the things that you had mentioned in some of the texts that we were going back and forth with was that you've had this, you're just a very, had had a very blessed life. You were talking about the dimple on your chin being a blessing. Yep. 
But I don't believe, I'm sorry, I, I, I don't believe for one second that you've gone through life unscathed. I don't believe you come from a communist country where you probably came from, what, well, in comparison to what we have in the United States, very minimal. Um, life was very, very different. You were suppressed in some way, whether it's through your government, um, through family, through religion, whatever. I appreciate the mindset that you were sharing with me, but again, I just don't believe that we live a life that's that charmed. Right. Tell me about something, whether it was back in uh, Bulgaria or here, mm-hmm. that you struggled with mightily that you really didn't see a way out of, but yet you overcame Tell me about one of those times. Absolutely. Well, first of all, the dimple is, uh, I think, is a a superstitious thing, believe it or not. Because to explain the story behind that, literally, it's literally a cliche story. It goes like this. Ivan gets born. Nurse delivers, helps deliver Ivan. Nurse tells to mother that this dimple is my lucky charm. Literally. That was literally the correlation to this dimple, you know. And my father actually has this dimple. And I think since then... It was the perception that was created in my life by my parents, I think, that led me to believe that it was the dimple that was so lucky and so fortunate. So that's the backstory on that. Now, to answer your question is that there was many times. So when I first moved here at the age of 13, you know, I was this foreign kid. I mean, I was the kid with the big glasses, long hair. I stood out like a sore thumb. I mean, you couldn't miss me in a crowd of 100,000 people, literally. I was, and I probably had an awkward smell. Okay, so just the 13 year old kid coming from a third world country. All right. So the issues that that posed, well, it posed a lot of social issues. I think it posed a lot of social issues of acceptance, acceptance of a crowd belonging. Right. Being able to fit within. Right. So that was a time that was a hard time. The first three months of my life in the U.S. was very difficult because uh, I couldn't speak the language. Uh, I was from a different culture, different background. Uh, I had uh, social challenges. So I needed to figure out, okay, how do I learn the language? How do I, how do I fit in, right? How, how do I become a part of the crowd? How do I become a part of the community? So it was really, really uh, a change of mindset, honestly. It literally was. And I think that was probably one of the earliest indications when I knew that at that age that, you know, later on in life, that I would want something bigger, also, I just didn't know what that would be at the time. You know, I was entrepreneurial since I was a kid. Also, I mean, I was making bad deals on the playground back in Bulgaria for monetary exchange and always trying to exchange certain things. I mean, that was my earlier years. So how I overcame that is I had to change my mindset, okay, to be accepted. So I started learning the language. In three months, believe it or not, I started making basic conversations in English. Here's why. It's because my day-to-day life encapsulated of being a part of a community and individuals that spoke English. I was immersed within an English community. So that was, you know, the first step is just that if I wanted to become a part of the herd, so to speak, part of the community is just that I needed to learn the language first and foremost. So luckily when you're young, kids learn quickly. Okay. And that was one of my advantages is just that I learned English quickly in three months. I did everything I could you know, English as second language is a course that I took every day. I, I read in English. I spoke in English. So that was one of my main challenges that I, I didn't speak the language. So I had to figure out how to learn the language. So in three months, I started developing uh, 
I started developing basic conversations in English. Now, the second step that I had to acknowledge and figure out how to morph is this, that in order to dominate, okay, to be a good communicator and converse and start making friends and, well, belong and not be that, that uh, outlaw, so to speak, and looked at the kid with the long hair and the big glasses, well, I haven't got contact lenses. That was the first thing. I haven't got a, a haircut. I haven't started using deodorant. Okay, because <laughs> dude, dude, all right. So that's that that's that's what I uh, uh, I even start started using cologne, right? So I could fit in, right? Let's just put it this way: these were like some of the some of the challenges, cultural challenges. Now, after the three month gap, is this that I started thinking in English? Okay, I, I stopped translating everything from a communication standpoint from English to Bulgarian. And Bulgarian is a Slavic language, by the way. It's one of the oldest uh, langu- languages. It's, it's a descendant of the Greek alphabet, actually, which a lot of people don't, don't know. So that was one of the biggest challenges. I mean, the first three months of arriving in the U.S. of A was, was horrible. It was turmoil. I didn't fit in. I didn't have any friends. I couldn't speak English. I couldn't go to the grocery store with my parents without looking like, you know, an alien because I couldn't dress like everybody else dressed. I couldn't fit in. I was different. So that was a really big challenge because, you know, the one thing that I understood earlier on is just that if I wanted to advance in life is just that I needed to improve myself, right? I needed to learn the language. I needed to become a better uh, communicator, a better connector, uh, I need to engage with people, figure out ways how to engage with people. So that was one of the biggest challenges earlier on when I was a kid that, you know, I, I, I had to overcome. And it was very tough. I think it was a, a tough emotional roller coaster also. But fortunately, being a young kid is I was very optimistic in that regard. I, I was willing to learn. Okay, let me ask you something. So, because we we deal with this in America quite a bit, um, where we now, of course, as you know, we have this political argument going on about letting immigrants in and the, the immigration policy and all of that stuff. I love all of the unique um, the personalities and unique cultures that come to America. Obviously, I want them to come here legally, but. I do want the process fixed because I really love living in a world that looks, smells. I mean, with these, you know, wear deodorant, dude, but <laughs> I like the different, the smells from, you know, just the, the, right. the different right. foods and spices and just the, the attitudes of life from the different cultures all coming to America and having a place to, to just grow and to blossom and to interconnect and intermingle. But that said, what advice, as an immigrant, what advice can you give to Americans to be more welcoming to people from other cultures that come here from the respective countries? Yeah, that's an excellent question, Josh. Uh, so a few things that I would say to that is probably more optimism, uh, more curiosity, more self-awareness also. And... Um, those are, those are really probably the, 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 the few advices that I would give. Here's why. is this that I think that in meeting different people from different ethnicities, different cultural backgrounds can, in fact, actually enhance your life. Uh, right. Now, statistically, is this, uh, most people don't know this, but over 40% of Fortune companies were actually started by immigrants or children of immigrants. These are companies like, like Dell. Uh, these are companies like HP, IBM. 
You know, I mean, big, big brands also. And a lot of people don't know that. And I'm not just giving credit to these brands or like little pat myself on the back because I'm an, uh, well, not an immigrant, naturalized citizen. Let's use that term from that point on. But I think that Americans really need to be more, more, more optimistic, more perceptive, because believe it or not, is this that, you know, meeting someone from a different cultural background, from different ethnicity, that can actually open up your world. It can enhance your world. And Look, I, I stand firmly with you on the whole immigration reform. You know, I think it needs to be fixed. Absolutely. There's been multiple holes in there, and I get it. But to answer your question, is just, I think it's curiosity, self-awareness, you know, optimism, you know. And don't have that confined, you know, sense of mind. Because I think that when we look at, you know, the way of the, the American life, the American dream, right, if the American dream does still exist, is just that I think it in essence creates a very confined mentality, for most Americans to where it's kind of like creates this bubble, right? That you need to live within this bubble to accomplish the American dream, right? When in fact is no, you don't need to, uh, uh, you know, operate in this bubble. So uh, be more optimistic. And this is something that I do with other people. I mean, I've met, you know, different people from different ethnicities, different cultural backgrounds. I do the same thing. I question, I ask, I'm curious. I ask, well, what's it like, for instance, uh, I could have never owned a car if I still lived in Bulgaria, honestly. I couldn't afford it, honestly. It was too expensive, too big of an inflation. I mean, I, I, could, I couldn't earn the amount of money to even afford to, to have, you know, transportation. Now, the free world allows me to do that, right? You work hard. You can achieve anything, right? You have focus. You have goals. You have dreams. So that's probably one of the biggest advice that I would give is, you know, self-awareness, curiosity, Always be optimistic. Be non-judgmental. I think be non-judgmental is key is because I think that, you know, the unfortunate part, not just about Americans, but I think as human beings is that we judge. We just do. I think it's, um, I think it's, it's uh, uh, an unintentional endeavor, believe it or not. And something that I've become very intrigued of because with my business, having a, a human digital consultancy is this that I really embrace the human psychology, emotions and feelings and the attribution that they have to life and business. Also, they play a huge factor. So as human beings, I think we judge. I mean, we judge, you know, people have judged me on the type of car I drive, how much money I make, the type of house that I live in, uh, the type of the type of clothes that I wear, my haircut, my skin color. But the reality of things is this that we live in this world. It's unfortunate. We live in this kind of world, in a judgmental world. And this is why one of my titles is Humanitarian, Josh. It's because I want to do what I can as a human being to see if I can change the mentality of humanity to be more optimistic, to be more self-awareness, to be more non-judgmental. Now, imagine, wouldn't that be a better world for all of us to live in if we were non-judgmental, if we were more optimistic, if we were more self-aware? If we were more curious about everything, right? So that's probably one of the biggest advices that I would give. Very cool. I just want to give a shout-out real quick to Mr. Nick Harris, Mary Sterling, Juliana Dinner. Good to see you. Mary, always good to see you. Juliana, Brian, great to see you. Brian, I live in San Diego, not Oklahoma. Um, (laughs) Mary Brunette, good to see you. Susan, great to see you. Kim, good to see you. We are Anya, good to see you. Rachel, great to see you. Tia, good to see you. We are here with Mr. Ivan, and I'm not going to say your last name again because I, I got it right the first time. I don't want to run it. Anyway, uh, 
Man, really, really interesting story. So I know that you, you're working in the digital marketing world, and frankly, I'm sick and freaking tired of all of you. I really am. Mm-hmm. I'm sick and tired of you. There's so many, and I'm not saying you yep. specifically, but dadgummit, enough, enough. Like, like it, it's getting to this point. Yep. I'm ready for one of you digital marketing agencies to go, you know what? Here it is. Here's everything you need in a nice, pretty package. Buy that. Monthly installments, whatever. Here you go. And as technology changes, you're going to have the opportunity to segue. No company will do that. Every yep. company set up in some bullcrap click funnel where you think yep. that, oh, I'm going to buy this perfect package, but then I get upsold five minutes later to another perfect package and break <laughs> I'm so annoyed at you. Why? I know everyone wants to make money and everybody wants a laptop lifestyle, but how about just being transparent and honest and give me what I need? Bam. 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 Well, Josh, you hit the nail on the head. And thank you so much for bringing this topic up. And for the first instance, because I'm mad. <laughs> I'm not at you. <laughs> I haven't seen you do it yet. But I bring right. it up because I'm right. mad. Digital marketers suck. Right. You're, You're right. I'm sorry, pardon my French. Your bullcrap games on Facebook that are, are, are designed to manipulate, guess what? You're all going to get exposed because I'm going to come yep. I'm tired of it. I don't use yep. any of you. Any of you. I will not recommend any of you. <laughs> You're full of crap. <laughs> well, so I'm going to give you a chance to defend yourself and defend on behalf of digital marketers globally. Yeah, yeah. Why? I'm going to let you answer. Why does this happen and what you're doing that's different? Yeah. Yeah. Great question. Thank you so much for bringing that up, Josh. I truly do appreciate you asking that question. Uh, let me give you why. As Gary Vaynerchuk would say is marketers ruin everything because we're marketers. We do run everything. So that's the reality. of. But just because 99% of marketers do that, that doesn't necessarily indicate that all marketers do that. Now, what I am doing in digital marketing, look, a lot of people have ruined it for me. They already have. And when I was in, 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 the, in the boutique agency world, because I spent 11 years working with boutique agencies, building their digital service offerings, working with fortune companies like Microsoft and LinkedIn and Marketo, you know, big, big, big brands, is this right. that it was a lot of fluff. It, it was a lot of smoke and mirrors. It was a lot of, you know, this, you know, how, how do we jig so much to where we get that paycheck and boom, lock them in and, and we're good, right? So that's what marketers do. That's what the average agency does, and they do it is because they want to try and monetize on something as quickly as they can, and they toss it in the trash can. That's it. They're done with it. Let's move on to the next thing. So that, that is the why. They try to capitalize. They try to monetize. And I get the business acumen of that. I get it. You want to make money off of it, right? So right. what's the newest, hottest trend? So digital marketing is really about taking technology, embracing technology, and figuring out how to create a strategy using technology to market a product or a service. That's really the gist of digital marketing, right? Now, marketers ruin it. They ruin it. Why? Because they want to monetize as quickly as possible because they're afraid that that underdog that's behind them is going to catch up to them. 
That's why they do it. That's the why. And look, it ruins it for people like me, Josh. And I'm pissed every morning when I get up and I say, you know, now I've got some Joe Schmo that's going to undercut me and it's going to build a website for 40% less. And suddenly I'm losing business because some Joe Schmo beat me to the punch and said that, you know, they're going to build a cheaper website and they're going to do it better when in fact, Cheaper isn't better. We all know that. I mean, it's a hit and miss. So, but look, the reason why I do it, first of all, and to answer your second question here in a second, is because this is a passion of mine. You know, I, this is what I've done since I was 13. I mean, I was a 14-year-old kid who was dismantling computers at my father's pizza shop when we first moved in because uh, for shits and grins, I thought that I could dismantle Windows 995 and take apart the computer because it was cool. Now, right. before, that was like... That was literally when that, if any of you remember the dial-up internet days like of <laughs> your AOL internet, and you hear that, <laughs> sorry guys for the sound effects that were probably really bad, um, you know, like the <laughs> just going, that's because I'm passionate about it. That, that's, that's why I get up and do what I do. I'm right. passionate about it. I wake up to my phone every day because for connectivity, it's for accessibility, it's to be a part of a community, okay? And, and how am I different? First of all, I give away so much free content, Josh, so much, literally. I tell people of how to solve their marketing problems before I even charge for it. And most importantly is, <laughs> Brad just said, Ivan, you're making me feel freaking old. <laughs> well, dude, I... I'm 37 years old, and I just found out that if you're 37, then you're you're not allowed in a nightclub. So I'm freaking old, technically. Whatever, dude. I went to a nightclub on Saturday, and I danced. And I'm <laughs> well, I didn't tell you the backstory of, of of running an online radio station, too. That's one of my other entrepreneurial endeavors, too, that I ran for 10 years, which I can touch upon that here in a little bit. But to answer your question, how do I do it differently? First of all. Everything that I do with my clients is is that I jam with them for a long period of time. I educate. I inform. I give them enough information. I build trust. I build a relationship. Literally, that's my difference. I give them so much free information to where, let me give you a prime example. Over Christmas, I scored some new business. Woo, woo. All right. So, and how I did this is is that literally I got on the phone with the guy. I mean, we exchanged some emails, a couple of phone calls here and there. I give him a bunch of free info and I told him, look, I'm not the cheapest guy in town. If you want the cheapest SEO guy, go find some Joe Schmo on, on freaking uh, freelance.com or eDesk or whatever other site that's being used. Now, I, it's not me. You're not going to get quality. You're not going to get a standard. But if you want some real value, here's what I'm going to tell you what you need to do. You know what he told me on the phone call? He said, in 10 minutes, I sold him. He said, dude, you gave me so much free information that nobody else gave me. I don't care if you're the shittiest marketer, the shittiest business person. You gave me more value than anybody else did. That's why I'm going to pay you the money that you asked. It's like Gary Vaynerchuk's book is jab, 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 right hook. It's give, 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 and ask for the sale. So if you look, I mean, you even mentioned this in the beginning of this broadcast. <laughs> Josh, you said you love my content. You love my positivity. That's yeah. why you invited me on your show. So that's a clear indication that Ivan's not in this for the paycheck. Ivan's in this to make a difference. And that's what it says on my profile, on my Facebook profile. So that's how I do it different, Josh. And all I ask from people is, look, you've been lied to. You've been cheated to. People have stolen money from you. I get it. That's your average marketer. That's your uh, average agency that you work with. But all I ask is for one shot. 
Give me one shot. That's all I ask for. Let me show you. Let me prove you that I'm different than everybody else. Now, if I don't deliver on your expectations, I have failed. Right. Okay? I have failed. And the way I see it is, is that it's better to have tried and failed than never tried at all. So the difference is, is, is that I have, I think, the best business and marketing tactic that nobody else uses. It's called care. It's called giving a shit. <laughs> Literally. That's what it comes down to because I really do. I mean, all the clients that I work with is that, you know, I have coffee with them. I have lunch with them. I ask them on a weekly basis, sometimes on a daily basis. I, you know, I text with them. I call them and say, hey, how, how is business going? You know, how are things? I mean, are you, are you getting more sales? You know, if you're not, what's going on? Like, well, Ivan, you know, we just had the holidays or whatever. It's, it's building a relationship. And, and that's what I do first and foremost is just that I build relationships and I really care about my clients. And I'm not just saying that because the paycheck. No, I mean, I, I live on my phone for Christ's sake. I mean, my wife criticizes me because from 6 a.m. in the morning till, let's see, last night was what, 2 a.m., I believe. I am like either crunching away on my computer or, you know, talking, exchanging, communicating, social media, emails, because it's a passion for me. That's, my, you know, that's what I love doing. You know, this is how with my podcast, you know, recently I got to interview someone like Forbes Riley. You know how I got to talk to Forbes Riley? Uh, I messaged her on Instagram. Uh, she gave me her cell phone number and I bugged her for three weeks via text message. I can send you the text messages. She wouldn't give me the time of day for three weeks. And finally, finally, after three weeks, she said, Ivan, I'll give you 30 minutes. By the way, that episode is about to go up. Uh, I got to interview Elena Cardone, the wife of Grant Cardone, which, who is a hectomillionaire in February of 2017. Do you know how I reached her? I tweeted at her on Twitter. And I said, hey, I politely asked her, I said, I would love to interview you. I think you have so much to say about females and women in business and entrepreneurship. It will be my pleasure to have you. She gave me the time of day, Josh. I think I nearly crapped my pants when she responded to the email. And she said, yes. And so the point I'm trying to make here is this, that the difference is your execution. The difference is your process. The difference is how you do things. And look, I've worked with so many people that would say, well, Ivan, I read the same stuff that you read. I practice the same mentality, the same business methodology. I'm like, no, you don't. You're just emulating is what you're doing. You could never actually duplicate one human being. I mean, if human cloning was to ever happen, you know, and ever becomes a thing, maybe, maybe, only then, maybe. And one other thing, you know, to answer the question of how I do it differently is this. So last night, uh, something that I talked about is emotional engagement. Like I actually engage with people. I mean, if you look at my Facebook profile and any of my social media profiles, if anyone follows me, I engage with them. You know, if people add me on Facebook, I fire off a message because I generally care. You know, I want to communicate. And I, I would say I think you're probably an advocate to that because when I sent the friend request to you, you accepted my friend request, which, by the way, I was actually quite baffled that you actually accepted my friend request uh, instantly. And then I fired off a message, right, because I had genuine intentions. And that's the difference, Josh. I mean, look at, you know, Oprah Winfrey. Look at someone like Steve Harvey. Look at Steve Jobs or Bill Gates or, you know, Sir Richard Branson. Look at Elon Musk. I mean, he's a billionaire and the guy actually answers his own tweets, you know. So that's the difference. It's, the difference is how you do it. The difference is the execution. And nobody, nobody can duplicate that ever. So that's the difference. Um, so really quick. 
I'm going to give you a giraffe. You cannot sell it, and you cannot give it away. What are you going to do with it? Give me a draft? Yep, I'm going to give you a draft. Okay. I will give you my thoughts and pointers on it. I would review it. I would read it and say, Josh, here's what I think you can improve upon. I would, I would give you my, my thoughts. No, 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 no. You misunderstood. Did I miss it? I'm sorry. I'm going to give you a giraffe, like a giraffe. Oh, <laughs> okay. I'm going to, yeah, so I'm going to, I'm bringing a giraffe, a real life giraffe to your house. Okay. Yeah, you cannot sell it and you're not, and you cannot give it away. Okay. What are you going to do with the giraffe? Nurture it? Nurture okay. it as in... How about this? We're going to... Um, a penguin... Okay. penguin walks into a bar wearing a sombrero. What does okay. it say and what does it do? Okay, penguin walks into a bar with a sombrero. What does it say and what does it do? Right. What does it say? Well, let's see. Uh, penguins don't speak. <laughs> if anything, maybe they waddle, Right. At least that's what my son does when he sees penguins. But the sombrero is maybe he came back from a holiday. I don't know. <laughs> I missed the point. <laughs> I'm so disappointed. And the, for the people that know, that do watch the show, and know that I ask this question to every guest, they are disappointed too. Oh, I'm uh, sorry. <laughs> uh, those are my two... Those are my two questions that I asked to break up the monotony of personal development. Okay. Uh, two. <laughs> okay, I'll tell well, you what's what. What's the answer? What's the answer? I'm curious. The answer is whatever comes up in your creative head. Like, okay. I've heard some of the funniest things about the penguin. Think about this. Visualize a penguin <laughs> walking into. <laughs> Boomer Sooner, by the way. So I'm, I'm a, I'm a penguin walking into a bar, right? This is a sombrero. Right. Like the visual is supposed to be funny. And then the penguin says something like, Hey, I'll have a cosmopolitan or where are the ladies at? Or can I get some tacos? You know, just use something creative. It's supposed to be a creative. Sure. It's okay. So Nick, I mean, I'm, <laughs> I was looking at Nick. <laughs> Um, Ivan, my man. So, if there is there any piece of advice that you have for the audience that you think if this were their last words on earth, what piece of advice would you give everybody that's listening right now? Ooh, you said if uh, this was their last day on earth? If this is your last moment on earth and you have one thing to say, that will be your legacy. What would that be? One thing to be your legacy. Hmm. I, 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 would, I would probably have to say uh, gratitude. You know, to, to feel that you're grateful for, and I, to expand upon this is gratitude in the sense that to have a sense of gratitude that you are grateful for everything that has come in your life. Everything that you've experienced. The people that you know, that have come in your life, uh, the encounters that you have faced, the journey that you have been on. Um, 
And the reason I said gratitude, I mean, there's other things that I could have said, honestly, like making a difference. But I think gratitude is probably the best all around because I think that the way I'm interpreting, the reason I said gratitude is that if you're in a deathbed, right, your last, your last, you're about to take your last breath, right? What, what, is the, what is the one thing that the most people want, want, to, want to have is I think it's gratitude. That's the advice that I would give is because when you have gratitude, I think it also brings fulfillment. It feels, uh, it makes you feel accomplished. You know, when you're old and you're on your deathbed or, you know, maybe uh, chaos was to happen, you know, doomsday, right? Last day on earth is just that people reflect back and see at what they've accomplished in life, you know, fulfillment, you know, kids, family, right? Uh, uh, I mean, business and everything else is probably one, one of the last things. Most people usually, I think, attribute to family and accomplishments, right? Is this that... Did I, did I accomplish everything? Did I fulfill my dreams? Did I fulfill my goals? So gratitude is probably the, the one thing that, that, that I would share, honestly, because I, I know that's something I would tell people, you know, is just be, be grateful, you know, and someone just said gratitude is, is key to living, you know, so um, that's probably the best advice I would give is gratitude. That's beautiful. And that way to recover from uh, my giraffe question. <laughs> yes. I, yes. So I, these, these interviews, we go, you know, typically we dive down and we do some real soul searching and dive in deep and passion and purpose. And of course, gratitude, just being morning gratitude is about gratitude. But I always try to like throw a curveball with the draft <laughs> because it's so amazing what people come up with. And I'm not the only person that was like, what? Where'd that come from? And they thought I was being serious. I'm really not yeah. giving you a draft, dude. Um, but that is a beautiful, I mean, honestly, to, to, this is what you, the, your answer is what the show is all about because through anything. And the reason why this show started a few months ago was because there was so much negativity in the world that people were losing sight of what in the world that they, they actually had. They were focusing on the things that they didn't have. They were focusing on the fact that their president wasn't in office. They were focusing on all of this crap. Like, how about focusing on the things that we do have and we have to be grateful for and the things yep. that our friends, our family, the weather, of course, I'm in San Diego, but uh, so I can be thankful for the weather. But there was just so much in life, and it's just this minor, tiny little switch mindset of flipping from going, oh, my God, why is this happening, to seeking the opportunity and why that's happening and finding the blessing, even finding yeah. the blessing when crap hurts. Like, well, Josh, that, that is what the show's about. So your answer is yeah. perfect. Thank you. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you. And, and uh, I'm glad to hear that I've, I've rejuvenated myself. <laughs> um, one thing I was I wanted... on you, man. <laughs> but you, you came back with a bang. Beautifully. Thank you. Um, one, two things I wanted to share. First one is, I believe that humanity will be the cause of our own extinction. We're our own, our, our own worst enemies. We will, in time, create our own extinction. Yeah. It will happen. Here's why. It's because, first of all, humans are, I think, one of the most sophisticated species that we know of in the history of time. Right. We, we build weapons of mass destruction. We build weapons of mass destruction for defense. And I think that those weapons of mass destruction will cause our own extinction. 
Okay. I think it's only in time. Uh, you know, um, I, I'm not going to be alive by then. I'm glad I won't be alive then. But I think that that is something in, you know, a long period of time might occur unless, unless we have more people like you, Josh, who enforce gratitude and positivity onto the world and impact the world in a positive way. Now, the second thing I was going to say is the next time I go to a bar and I see that penguin with a sombrero, <laughs> I'm going to have a sit down and probably after about several shots, I'm going to put him through a rigorous interview process. And I'm going to say, dude, what the hell do you have against me? <laughs> this guy, Josh, is literally asking me about what my perception is of you walking into this bar. That's exactly what I'm going to do. Fair enough, dude. Fair enough. Um, dude, I, Ivan, I'm, I'm so grateful that you came on the show today. Thank you so much, man. Um, this was terrific. And way you absolutely redeemed yourself and then some. So God bless you, man. Thank you so much for all that you do. Um, keep it up. And, you know, I, I want to say something real quick to your point. Me doing the show is not... It's not about me. What I what I want more than anything by the people that I have on, like your guest, is to set off a chain reaction of more people doing this, more people expressing gratitude. Right. I end every show by saying, if you reach out to someone you haven't talked to in a while and tell them that you love them, tell them that you're grateful for them. Yep. And if you see the opportunity to do something nice for someone, freaking do it. It doesn't matter if it's a penny, if it's a dollar, if it's giving someone your coat. Whatever it is, if you have the opportunity and you feel like, man, I should help that person, don't wait. Just go do it. And yeah. I just all I all I crave and want is to see a chain reaction of more people expressing gratitude and kindness. And my friend, you are doing that. God bless you. Thank you so much for coming on the show, and I will see you very soon. Thanks so much, Josh. Have a great day. God bless you. All right, brother. See you, man. All right, guys, thank you so much for joining. Uh, tag somebody in this video. Let's get to 50. Let's get to 50 shares. Let's get to 50, um, you know, uh, like connect people, whatever it is. Like, I can get to a total of 50, and I'm going to give away free cannabis products from SoCo Cannabis. Uh, Juliana, Tanya, Mary, Nick, Brad, Tia, Nick, Jim, Dede, all of you guys, uh, Valerie, Mary, Tanya, Monica, God bless all of you for watching. Thank you for taking the time to watch today. I'm so appreciative of all of you. And, uh, yeah, support Ivan. Go check out his website. Go check out what he's about. If you guys need help, he is a legit dude. That's why I hammered him with questions today, because I wanted to show you that some people actually give a crap about your business and genuinely care about watching you succeed, and Ivan is one of those guys. Anyway, God bless. See you soon. For garden color from the ground up, start with the ground. Vigoro Colored Bark Mulch from the Home Depot. Now, three bags for just nine bucks. It protects your plants beautifully and maintains its color for up to 12 months in shades of red, brown, or black that really set off your garden, not to mention your spring. Bring on spring color with Vigoro Colored Bark Mulch. Three bags, nine bucks. Now at the Home Depot. More saving, more doing. Limit 60 per customer. Color selection varies by store.